yeah, wait a minute. I messed up. Hold on. Oh, yeah. What up, y'all? It's your boy, the one and only Ace Witch, a.k.a. Um, who put this, uh, who put this stick in my ass, a.k.a. who, uh, who left the door open, got all these damn flies in here, a.k.a. Um, somebody, uh, somebody give me a change for a five. <laughs> This is getting stupider and stupider. Bringing uh, back yet another episode of Switches Sites. Uh, today's date is uh, June 14th, 2019. On the cusp of the immense celebration of games or um, Christmas of game, Christmas of gaming. Uh, that is E3 pretty much is pretty much done now. Uh, so a lot of, uh, hearty announcements and, uh, interesting tidbits that were revealed at the respect of press press conferences. Uh, so that's definitely going to be the primary focus of this episode today. Um, yeah. Cause outside of that, nothing else really outside of, you know, general E3 news, uh, didn't really come out. So, so at least how I'm going to do it, I'm just going to recap, um, the press conferences in the order they um, showed up in terms of Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. That was really at the cusp of everything, uh, Sunday through Tuesday. I guess you can technically count Saturday, but it was trash anyway. I guess I'll cover that a little bit. It's not really much to cover, but nonetheless, um, I'll check it out anyway. Uh, before we get started, a little bit of slight housekeeping. Uh, be sure to um, uh, like, favorite, uh, rate on uh, the respective platforms that this podcast is on, which uh, at the moment is um, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcast or Music um, and Spotify. So definitely appreciate that. Keep the lights going. Keep everything going. Uh, make the world go round, etc., etc. Uh, but be- before we get, well, not really before we gonna jump right into it. Um, let's get into it. Uh, E3 2019 recap. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, that is so stupid, but I love it at the same time. I love it at the same time. Okay. Uh, yes. Yeah, so we'll go down the list in terms of everything uh, that was revealed. At least I'm, I'm obviously not going to go over everything that was announced um, and were covered at the press conferences. Only just uh, the tidbits that uh, I think generally you guys will find interesting as well as uh, me personally uh, finding interesting um, as well. So, um, I guess we're gonna. I'm gonna refer to a, a reset error thread uh, by Turkoop. Uh, he has a really good summary of everything. Jelly, jelly. <laughs> Generally, uh, what went down in terms of all that we needed to know for all that is uh, E3. So 
Uh, at least I'll uh, touch on some um, news that we kind of knew before coming into E3. Uh, the first one, Shemu 3 being delayed um, instead of its intended uh, um, release date, which is August. I think it was pushed back even another time before it got pushed back again. I think I forgot when it was supposed to come out, but I'm pretty sure it got pushed back previously um to another pre predisclosed date or whatever so either way yeah so i mean that game uh i, I could <laughs> we've waited what like almost 20ish years for this to come out so i mean i don't think a couple more months is going to kill us as well as you know ultimately improving the quality of the game you know so i have no quarrels or issues with um they being pushed back so um let's see let me let me do some editing of my let's the threshold maybe okay i think that's okay sorry doing some on the fly uh tweaking with the mixer excuse me um some other stuff that was revealed uh obviously um uh watchdogs legion which was uh leaked before e3 uh their e3 announcement um but i think yeah it was like probably the week before uh watchdogs legion got leaked and then like i guess shortly the week or so after ubisoft confirmed Watchdog Legion coming at E3. So we're like, okay, guys, all right, you're gonna keep leaking our stuff. Okay, we'll confirm it. Okay, Watchdogs Legion coming at E3. You happy there? I'm assuming that's what the uh, what they really wanted to tell us, you know. So, um, what else really that was notable? Um, I think I talked about Google Stadia last week, I believe. Yeah. So, yeah, obviously Google Stadia, Destiny, I know I covered that. Um, uh, Breakpoint, pretty sure I covered that to some extent. I'm not sure if I covered Ninja Theory's Netch project, which we now know is a bleeding edge, which was leaked. Um, so yeah, so basically I'll cover that more as we go to the Xbox press conference, but before coming into E3, um, uh, Bleeding Edge was leaked, unfortunately. That's that's one thing I think we need to touch on that uh, is notable. Uh, leaks, I mean, they're kind of interesting and juicy, but at the same time, it's like, it just takes so much away from, you know, what of uh, somewhat of a lackluster E3 this technically has kind of been, to be honest. I mean, which is totally understandable because we're on the cusp of the new console generation. So it's pretty much expected that we're not going to get a lot of blockbuster slobber knockers of uh, announcements. <laughs> so um, it's cool. But I mean, yeah, I just wish... I don't know. We need to do some way of uh, reducing some of these uh, leaks, man. It's 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 getting out of control. It's getting out of control, especially for E3. Um, that's what this solely um, is kind of, you know, heavily relied upon. 
But I digress. I just wish, uh, yeah, hopefully they have some better countermeasures or just people that are just not as, I guess, greedy to get, you know, the attention for a leak and something. I don't know. Hopefully there's some method we can figure out that may hopefully help prevent some of these leaks. But I don't know. That's it's kind of hard to hard to say. So. Okay, so I guess, yeah, we'll go uh, with that being said, all that before E3 started, we'll kind of cover pretty much press conference to press conference. I may skip some because they weren't really necessarily notable or kind of renowned, but uh, we'll, excuse me, go, go as we go. So uh, June 8th was EA Play. Um, I'd say the biggest announcement that they revealed was... um, um, Star Wars Jedi The Fallen Order gameplay. Um, they showed a full blown trailer. Uh, you definitely get a lot of Dark Souls vibes, which is, I think, what they were talking about previously before even showing any, uh, I guess, uh, hardcore details about the game or regarding the game. So, there's that. Um, had some cool stuff into it. You know, it seemed like a typical Star Wars game, uh, which is, uh, I'd say, a pretty good compliment in general. But, um, yeah, that was the biggest. I think the one coolest part was uh, he um, he did the one move that Kylo Ren did in Episode 7, I believe, where he can, uh, I don't know what the term is, or official term is for it. I'm sorry. Sorry, Star Wars fans. <laughs> God, ugh, ugh, you need to know more about this. I mean, I'm just, I'm sorry, okay? Excuse me. I'm not the... Star Wars kind of sewer you 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 thought I was. I'm sorry. I can't cover or enjoy everything fully equally. Okay. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> um. So basically, it was uh it was a sweet ass move that he could stop stop um uh blaster fire in his tracks. Uh, so basically he could do that. And one, one pretty cool thing that they show was that he, uh, stopped it, uh, the, the, um, blaster fire in his tracks, then dragged the dude that shot the blast blaster fire, then dragged him and pushed him in the, uh, the shot and killed his ass, which is pretty cool. Um, outside of that, um, had really cool stuff like, you know, deflecting, Deflecting um, hits and shots and stuff, which was pretty cool. Um, what else? Deflecting, um, yeah, deflecting shots. Uh, lighting using using your lightsaber as a light, which I don't think specifically in a game we've not really seen that much, was really cool. Um, outside of that, everything felt pretty normal or pretty much expected. But I mean, for a single player Star Wars game, that's that's pretty fine by me. So I'm all for that. I don't have no issues there. So, yeah. Um, and then next was um, information about um, the new legend, which is uh, Watson. So she's the the new hero that will um, be joining the uh, the fray in terms of uh, Apex Legends. I guess her her um big angles that she's um she seems to be more of a defensive uh character where she can um uh counter um bangalore's uh ultimate which uh is like a fire strike that uh shoots down just bombs and 
explosions towards wherever she designates. So, uh, I guess, yeah. So basically she has, I forgot what it's called, like a trophy system, um, in terms of her arsenal, which is pretty interesting. Um, but other than that, that seems like, uh, her biggest appeal from what I saw. I don't, I forgot to get, catch the trailer. I'll probably catch it to see it in full, but at least, uh, from some quick tidbits of gameplay here and there, um, that's at least what I, uh, kind of gathered, excuse me, gathered. So, uh, Battlefield five, I guess, apparently there's been some eight new maps going to be releasing in 2019. Can't really speak to that. Cause I never really play, um, Battlefield five specifically. I don't know. I've just been more preferably of a call of duty, um, preference, uh, there. So, uh, all in all, not really anything too like, groundbreaking or shattering or anything like that but um nonetheless pretty i guess notable either way so uh now moving to june 9th um this past sunday uh of course uh it it, it was it was xbox time to shine now with playstation not uh, attending uh, officially the uh, e3 2019 um uh, show uh, Xbox had all its time to shine, which I think uh, overall I did a pretty good job of doing so. And you know what? I forgot. Let me let me grade these uh, conferences. I feel like I shouldn't grade um, EA Play since I didn't really watch it in its entirety, but <laughs> I'll give it at least a C just based off that because it probably did what it needed to do. And uh, you know, what's its name? Um, Jedi Fallen Order was fairly impressive uh, in general. So, I mean, for what that's worth, uh, I think it'll deserve that rating for me. Okay. I think it, I think it will. Is that, is that fine? I think so. I hope so. So, um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, moving back to Xbox. So they had a lot of pretty interesting announcements and uh, things I'm looking forward to for sure. Uh, I think let's highlight some of them. Um, so they did reveal uh, Game Pass now being available for PC. So uh, it's been solely uh, um strictly uh, or exclusive to the consoles uh, for Xbox. Um, outside of some, you know, games that you could technically play on PC, but not, you know, utilize the Xbox Game Pass. But now uh, that is yet um, that is now in the past. Now it is officially supported um, in terms of Xbox Game Pass. Only a select amount of titles that obviously will make sense that are, I think, already on PC to some extent, whether it be on Steam or something like that. But either way, uh, pretty cool uh, news for PC players as well. Um, I think I really do like the angle that Xbox is starting to um, kind of put itself into as to giving other uh, gamers that maybe don't want to fully commit to a, a fully a new console, but may have a PC, uh, being able to give them that, that luxury of, of an option of, you know, maybe at least touching the exclusives and stuff like that, um, on PC, um, and, you know, not having to buy a whole new console, which is really cool. So big ups to Xbox for that so far. Um, Bleeding Edge, uh, the title I was telling you about that was leaked previously. Uh, they showed their trailer um, from the gameplay. It looked pretty cool. It looked like a, a hybrid of 
uh, Overwatch and what is one game that you guys may not be familiar with is um, Iron Phoenix uh, back on the original Xbox if you guys don't remember that uh, it was a pretty cool game it had the same kind of premise as like For Honor and Bleeding Edge and even Anarchy Reigns that's another reference too that is kind of like ties in with as well um, that actually I think is a pretty pretty awesome um, kind of mix you know in that respect so for you know specifically iron phoenix it was like a, it was like a uh, what was it eight eight on eight i think you had the option of how you could range the um fighting um but it uh it varied it varied uh you know variously in terms of the amount of players you can fight against but you can generally have it up to eight on eight um, or you can do four on four v four. You can do like a cool stadium-based type of system, where you can just have just a one on one, and then the person that wins the battle go to goes to the next stadium that the other player uh, beat against the other player, kind of like a somewhat of a tournament-like uh, format, which was really cool too. So there was um, that also. So all in all, it was pretty cool. Um, it's no longer now, but uh, would have been really great. It would have been really great either way. Um, then next there was uh, Anarchy Reigns that actually came on the 360 and PS3, but not a lot of people played it, but it was a really cool concept. Uh, it was kind of supposed to be, at least it was kind of raring or shaping up to be like a competitive uh, fighter, a competitive um yeah, like a competitive uh, four, yeah, competitive four v four fighter, but I think it could be up to max eight eight v eight. I want to say, um, but it had really cool characters. They were really personable. It had a lot of representation from Platinum, like Bayonetta, um, um, starred in it, or she was a guest character, and like some of the other characters from uh, renowned. Uh, franchises like Mad World, um, the one main character from that, and I'm trying to think of somebody else. Mad World and some other game I cannot recall. Maybe that was it. I'm not sure, but in general, it was uh, basically a uh, you know traditional like a competitive beat 'em up uh, with a larger group of people. So. I thought that was a pretty cool uh, concept, you know, in general. So, um, yeah. So that is that for uh, Bleeding Edge. And also there is a beta or alpha uh, coming out later in June. I think around the 27th or something like that. I tried to sign up for it, but it wouldn't let me submit finally for some weird reason. So I don't know. But, uh, yeah, so cool stuff either way. I'm looking forward to it. It, uh, from what I saw in the trailer, it looks pretty, pretty tight. And what else? Um, let's see. Uh, next that I recall was a uh, Blair Witch, which was just, 
it, it looked a hell of a lot like Silent Hill, uh, which I think people were starting to freak out. It was eerily, it was eerily very similar to Silent Hill. Um, but yeah, after everything was said and done, you saw, you know, the famous icon for the Blair Witch and stuff like that. So I'm kind of interested to see how that is, uh, how that plays out or what it actually, you know, kind of is overall in terms of general gameplay. You didn't really get that much of an impression of what it was, but um, I'm interested to see what it uh, what it kind of entails there. Um, so yeah, Blair Witch. Um, I forgot what the studio was. I think it's something Smiles, something Smiles or something. Oh, I forgot it. I forgot it. Uh, Bloober, Bloober Team. I've never heard of them, but. I'm assuming they did something, but that's going to be for PC and Xbox there. Excuse me. Um, next, uh, Fantasy Star Online 2. So this was a, a pretty big surprise, pretty big surprise to a lot of folks, um, especially those that are uh, Fantasy Star Online fans. Never really got a chance to uh, get into it or, or actually, you know, play it. Uh, but this definitely piques my interest, so I'll definitely try it out. It is free to play. At least they announced there. Uh, it's going to be for PC and Xbox, so that's going to be cool. I think supposedly um, it might be multi-platform as well. I know uh, for the PS4, it's also multi-platform. Or no, um, it is available uh, on the Japanese PSN network, which I tried to. I think I tried to get it going at one time, you know, using the whole VPN setup, but... Uh, yeah, so that's pretty cool. Pretty very delightful, you know, surprise for those uh, that are fans of it. Um, so, yeah. Next um, is uh, Dying Light 2. Um, I played a little bit of the first one. I, I like what I enjoy, but I just never got a chance to get back to it. Um, but it looks like I know they came out with a revised edition that like revamped a lot of stuff that a lot of people didn't like from the first game. So, uh, hopefully at some point, check that out, um, as well. But, uh, the sequel, Dying Light 2 was announced and they showed some interesting trailer footage. Outside of that, it just seemed like, you know, in my head, I just automatically wrote it off. Like, okay, just another sequel, you know, to everything. But from what I'm hearing, uh, at least from the news and media outlets and stuff, that uh, it's actually really, really caught a lot of people's attention. So that may encourage me to, uh, yeah, f at least play the first one um, and, you know, get a better concept of what that kind of is and, and, you know, things like that. So pretty interesting stuff. Um, Dragon Ball Z, uh, then unannounced like RPG action RPG project, uh, finally got a name and title, uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, uh, which is, that is such a, I mean, it's for those that watch anime knows, but there's such a weird name, but I mean, I guess clearly that's, uh, Goku's name in general, but, uh, it's been announced. It's going to come in early 2020. Uh, for console, so pretty cool stuff. Oh, of course, I forgot. Uh, Battletoads, they did show a trailer of Battletoads. I'm kind of indifferent of the animation style because they basically have this new, unique uh, animation style to, to it. But a lot of the, I guess, factors do definitely um, 
seem to um, pay respectful homage to the previous uh, Battletoads or, you know, the old school ones. So I'm indifferent, but I am still interested at the same time. They did promise three player co-op. They said uh, it seemed like they promised at least local uh, co-op kind of a bummer that it isn't. It doesn't seem like it may not be um, online multiplayer, which would be, you know, cool. Um, but all in all, they didn't really show too much necessarily. They you did give a brief hit of gameplay, showed some you know combat. Um, they did also show uh, bike bike chases, or um, I forgot what you call it. Um, isn't it a bike? Yeah, bike. You know the bike maze levels or whatever. You got to drop, drop, dodge or jump over. You know obstacles to get through the level. They uh, changed perspective, so now it's kind of like, like uh, behind, like third person instead of a two D side scrolling. So you're directly behind the battle toad driving on the bike, and then you have to kind of dodge it that way. Um, they did seem uh, from the interviews I've I've watched, they did seem to say that it's going to be more so um, in line with the original battle toads with the you know difficulty. So uh, that's interesting as well. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely interested to see what, uh, what they are going to do with it. Um, I am cautiously optimistic, but, um, optimistic nonetheless. So, um, what else is notable that at least appealed to me? Uh, Outer Worlds got a new trailer. Uh, so this is the, the, uh, Xbox original game. Um, from Obsidian, the guys that used to work that worked on um, Fallout New Vegas. Uh, you can definitely, <laughs> you can definitely tell that it's like heavily uh, assets and everything. Like they seem like they took a lot from Fallout New Vegas. Like it seems to use the exact same engine with like no like noticeable deviation at all, which is. It's kind of good and bad at the same time, because, I mean, obviously you want to see something different. And but at the same time, you know, if they're comfortable with developing in that sense, it does look pretty good as well. And that, you know, it's probably going to be definitely of the same caliber, if not higher than, you know, Fallout New Vegas. So which I thoroughly enjoyed as a uh, Fallout title. Uh, I think it was definitely a worthy, worthy Fallout title in the kind of moniker there. So. Um, Borderlands 3 got a new trailer. Um, didn't really, I guess, show anything drastically new to me. I guess a little bit more of the, the new heroes you'll be playing as. And they also uh, revealed or showed the uh, the new free, free DLC for Borderlands 2 that is going to link or basically link uh, the story from Borderlands 2 to Borderlands 3. Um, so that is a interesting tidbit there. Um, an interesting one that I was not too familiar with is uh, this game Crossfire X is getting announced for Xbox One and it's coming out in 2020. Uh, so from what I remembered about this game is that I think it's kind of like a Call of Duty Counter-Strike clone, if you will, that's really big um, overseas, like uh, in, I think I want to say Korea and China. It's really huge. Um, 
but I believe that is kind of the concept of the game. It's like a just traditional military shooter, but uh, apparently it's really good, you know, at least especially, you know, overseas at least. So I think console exclusivity wise, it's going to be, yeah, exclusive to the Xbox One, but I think it's technically already out on PC. You may have to do some finagling in terms of VPNs and stuff to, I want to say, play it um, on PC now, but um, nonetheless, uh, for those that are curious, you can at least play it on Xbox One in 2020. So, um, of course, Gears 5. Uh, they showed a new trailer. Uh, they showed specifically the uh, new mode, which is called Outrun or Escape. I think it's Escape escape where basically it seems like the plot the, the general gist is that uh you intentionally get captured uh by i forgot the new enemy that was in gears 4 the one enemy that basically grabs you and uh takes you and like uh if you don't like uh in terms of like cord and like multi um co-op games if you don't uh shoot the person out of out of its uh pouch in time they'll die or you know I guess kind of fully, you know, get digested or something like that. Um, but yeah, so basically the plot is that you intentionally get um, taken by one of those monsters, which you in turn get put into one of their their homes or uh, nests. I forgot the official term for a locust or swarm now, but basically you get captured and then you and you get out and then you set a bomb a gas a, a toxic gas bomb from the, what the trailer alludes to and then you have to try to plot and get away um before the gas gets to you and kills you uh basically killing the uh locust um nest uh, in that case, uh, you play as three original characters. They uh, have a class system um, as well, kind of similar to the previous horde. But now you get ultimates like Overwatch. So I know they showed specifically with the one girl. Um, I forgot the names. There's a black guy, a black girl and this white guy. Um, the, the black girl, she had a she had this special ability with this thunder knife that I guess uh, whenever you hit it, I think it it seems like it connects to other monsters that are close by or in, you know, within proximity. So that was cool. Um, but yeah, I guess from the interviews and stuff I saw, um, it seems like the plot or not plot, but the ge general gist of the mode is the kind of um, like a speedier version of Horde kind of where you're basically kind of speed running to get to the end of the level. And what, what was cool is that you can actually create your own levels um, with kind of the same caveat as Mario Maker. Not really a caveat, but, you know, to make sure you don't make any troll levels that like nobody can beat. They make sure that you can beat the level yourself before being able to publish it, publish it um, online for others to download and play, too. So all in all, pretty interesting. Not sure how long I'll actually play it, but. I'm definitely at least give it give it uh, a legitimate try uh, when the full game comes out, which they reveal the release date, which is September 10th. I want to say, yes, yeah, September 10th. And they also revealed the Terminator, a Terminator crossover with the um, new movie that's coming out soon, soonish or around the same time. I want to say 
Uh, so that's cool. Definitely going to be playing the Terminator as uh, the enemy. That's that, that's going to be pretty cool. Now, I guess you can also um, play as Sarah Connor. I believe Sarah Connor, who is going to be voiced by the actual actor that plays Sarah Connor, you know, in the previous Terminator 2 and uh, the new movie that's coming out, too. I forgot her name, but all in all, that's pretty cool. Um, pretty cool crossover that definitely makes sense, I think. So uh, definitely looking forward to it overall. Um, would have liked to see some more campaign uh, story, um, but it seems like they're going to hold out on that for... I think Gamescom, I want to say, uh, but all in all, it's not not going to be that long until uh, the game itself comes out anyway. And they also are launching a multiplayer beta, uh, I think next month. So a lot of a lot of Gears Five to look forward to, which uh, for those that may not know, I'm a huge fan of the Gear series. So. Um, definitely, definitely looking forward to this. Um, still playing Gears for to this day, so you know. Um, what else? Of course, I forgot one of the probably the biggest moments of uh of E three. I'd, I'd say as a whole, uh, Cyber Twonk, Cyber Twonk, Cyber Twonk, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Uh, getting a new cinematic trailer and what do you know the big surprise towards the end who else but Keanu motherfucking Reeves as uh, Johnny Silverhand at least in the, the lore of the game um, from what they said it seems like he's gonna be this person that's in, ingrained in this chip that this super uber chip that's supposedly gonna give you invincibility or invulnerability or immortality um but uh, in general, they said he's going to have a pretty big role in the game, it seems like. He has, like, I think they said he did, like, 15 days worth uh, of recording um, his voice and stuff. So, um, definitely interested to see how he's going to play out. Um, this is the year for Keanu Reeves, man, I swear. John Wick 3, which was awesome. And then you got, uh, now you got... Uh, Cyberpunk 2077, he's going to be in Toy Story 4, I believe, as a original character. Um, uh, man, definitely the year of Keanu Reeves, but he definitely deserves it. He just seems like a really cool, down-to-earth, just relatable person that, you know, still cares about people, you know, not like, I guess, kind of unhumbled by uh, Hollywood and uh, kind of like the industry, if you will. I don't know that I would, you know, you would assume somebody being in the industry as long as he has would kind of, you know, maybe be tainted or jaded by it. But he just seems to be the total opposite, if not even, you know, a better person uh, because of it. So uh, definitely, <laughs> definitely the biggest surprise because, yeah, they, towards the end of the trailer, they uh, the dude got wiped out or knocked out. I forgot. Then he wakes up then you uh, don't see you see this person. You don't see his face yet. Scrolls up. Uh, you see, oh, okay, it looks a lot like, oh, shit, it's Keanu Reeves. It takes off the shades, it's Keanu Reeves. Looking, all the all the um, gamer girls are like, you know, they wet. They, they, they all moist, you know, down there because, you know, Keanu Reeves, which I get. I mean, I may have may have got a little little hard there. I may have got a, a, got a man boner, you know, for, for Keanu Reeves. I mean, he's a he's a man. 
you know, he's the man's man. I mean, I can't help it. I mean, I'm straight, obviously, but, you know, I'm just just, you know, OK, this is getting weird. This is getting <laughs> this is getting real weird. All right. I like I like women. OK, let's just let's keep that clear. All right. OK. All right. Good. Good. So, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, then, you know, of course, uh, Keanu Reeves came out right after that. Everybody's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Everybody was just, just tripping like, oh, my God, Keanu Reeves. Oh, my God. I love you so much. Oh, my God. You're breathtaking. You're breathtaking, Keanu. Everybody was like, you know, Keanu was like, no, you're breathtaking. And they were like, then the girls like, oh my god, oh my god, I'm oh my god, I'm so wet, piano. Clearly, so. <laughs> um, but no, man. Any, I don't think anybody could give that genuine, get that genuine reaction, other than Keanu Reeves, who you know, he just came right off the cusp of the, of the announcement of um or of the release of John Wick 3. So, um, yeah, man. And then, you know, he's like, take a look at this. And he was like, Cyberpunk 2077. It was, it was just crazy. Like, oh my God, Keanu Reeves. Oh my God, he just said it. He said the title, Cyberpunk 2077. That's what it's called. And he just said it. Oh my God, Keanu Reeves. That's clearly what the whole, you know, audience was like. So, um, yeah, uh, all in all, definitely very interested. Uh, definitely a pretty fitting role for Keanu Reeves in terms, of, you know, his previous work. Uh, obviously, you know, in terms of a futuristic setting like uh, The Matrix, of course, one of my favorite movies of all time. And um, what else? Well, my mind's a blank, but I know he's done a fair amount of semi-futuristic movies, so yeah. But yeah, man, probably definitely the biggest highlight of E3 2019. Keanu mother Reeves. For sure. I forgot to censor myself earlier, but you know. It's whatever. So uh next in terms of uh, impressive announcements was Elden Ring, which was the, um, I believe we talked about the previous episode, the George R.R. R. Martin and Hideki Miyazaki crossover um, from, from, from software. So we actually saw the trailer for the game, didn't show much detail of gameplay, obviously, but uh, kind of gave us a little hint at what to expect. Uh, definitely you get a lot of the, um, Miyazaki spins and you know uh, lore and characters um but yeah again kind of a shame just yet another game like just spoiled and taken away from the you know impact of the Xbox brief and unfortunately since this game was leaked um uh last week or the week before that just very very unfortunate very very unfortunate it's it's sad because yeah this would be like a super surprise like what are you serious people would have lost their shit for this but uh people like the leak so you know unfortunately 
Uh, and then probably the biggest lasting, um, I guess, notable thing of the press conference was Project Scarlet, which uh, they did, you know, at least reveal some more details about it along the same lines of the PS4, PS5 um, uh, with the wired, the wired interview um, exclusively down there. But uh, yeah, so at least some of the notable, I guess, remarks they made in the video for it was that it's going to be four times more powerful than Xbox One X. So that's a lot of power. They claimed uh, 8K, which I find that very hard to believe to actually do that. But supposedly that's going to be possible. Um, 120 frames per second and ray tracing i'm assuming 120 frames per second is either i guess potentially for 4k as well as uh 1080p um uh, maybe if not more for 1080p uh but yeah they didn't seem to clarify whether that was specifically for 4k or 1080p um considering it would technically be four times more powerful than xbox one x i would assume it would be um 4k that you can do 120 frames per second which i think it would need to have that higher hdmi standard because that would be a clear i guess fallacy of it if you know because i think hdmi 2.1 2.0 you can't do 4k at 120 frames per second i want to say but hdmi 2.1 you can i believe so um i would assume that would you know be a standard in terms of that because if it you know has this but doesn't have uh, hdmi 2.1 then this would just be just a fallacy in general until they maybe come out with a xbox one x 2x or something like that i don't know but uh they did claim this to have a lot of similar qualities to the ps5 like a uh unique ssd that like has quicker load times um i don't think they directly you know compare it face to face with ps5 but um interesting nonetheless so there is that but uh 8k i don't know I have to see it to believe it. I don't. We not even. We we not even. We not even done with 4K. Why are we on 8K still? Why? Why? why stop it! Stop it! Then you know the uh, supposed rumors that we can't see uh, more than eight. 4k or we can't technically see 4k but i don't know that's kind of subjective i don't know i think maybe it varies person to person and then you know that kind of goes into that whole territory about like we technically can't see um you know perceive more than 60 frames per second and all that which i don't know i think a lot of people have proven that to be wrong so i mean all in all just 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 raise it up give us more power keep giving us this power game developers or xbox or ps4 ps5 or nintendo keep doing it keep doing it don't stop give us more power until we don't want no more and that will be never so um oh yeah i forgot they also revealed uh x cloud which is the kind of the streaming competitor uh for you know uh google stadia as well as ps now 
Um, it did, did reveal some interesting details. So uh, you can, in the same vein as the PlayStation 5 with the uh, Vita, um, stream from your console. So you can use your console as a server to stream games from instead of, you know, like reaching out to a uh, one of Microsoft servers, which uh, they did say, um, not at least at the conference, but, you know, in interviews and stuff that it will be... Um, a somewhat of a charge for that. So, um, I think it's going to be in beta within the next month or so, I want to say, but all in all, yeah, we're getting there. Everybody's streaming games now, but I mean, it is, I do see the cool convenience of it. So like, you know, specifically for like RPGs or, um, mainly RPGs and maybe like games you do some quick maintenance on like, uh, one one thing that comes to mind is like uh one example this was way back maybe about a year or so ago when i was playing uh yakuza 6 uh it had this cool ass um they call it clan creator where basically it's like a top-down rts um strategy uh game where you you know strategically place enemies uh your your um your heroes to fight enemies and stuff like that so you know clearly that game doesn't call for being like directly um uh you know twitchy or you know having to be super attentive to the game or whatever so um for games like that i think it is perfect um you know like even though if you you uh get disconnected it'll automatically put your game on pause until you connect back really cool stuff like that which i think does serve a you know useful purpose in those scenarios so i uh, definitely think it is worth exploring at least i don't think we'll get to the you know caliber that people are thinking that oh next generation after this we'll never have any consoles i'm, I'm pretty certain it'll be at least an option for folks that may not be able to you know go that route comfortably but i think uh they'll still stick to the tried and true traditional you know console experience which uh i'm definitely still all for i think there's still you know value in uh utilizing so so yeah um oh was there one other thing i forgot it was something that i is not coming to mind oh yeah of course uh halo infinite so pretty much at the end of the conference that they showed the scarlet or you know concept of the scarlet in terms of the the details they showed a trailer for halo infinite and good god dumb goosebumps were heavy uh just to hear master chief come back again and he's like i got this he's like don't stand for it just fight i'm paraphrasing but he said something like that like don't run, fight, or whatever, you know, in his cool Master Chief voice. I need a weapon. Don't don't stand, fight. Or, I forgot what he said verbatim, but uh, at least from the kind of concept or general uh, trailer of the game, they said it wasn't, it, it's weird, they're kind of half-stepping. They said it's somewhat of a pseudo build of the uh, uh, Scarlet, um, Project Scarlet, but it's not. So take that for what you will. But from what they showed, it looked pretty impressive in terms of a from a graphical standpoint. So, uh, yeah, I'm very just inject all that shit in my veins. I want it. I want it and I need it. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, I want it. I want it so bad. 
Uh, for for the Project Scarlet, they uh, at least did confirm the date too as well for um, uh, winter twenty twenty, so holiday twenty twenty, so presumably uh, around Novemberish, uh, which was basically the same time the previous or the current generations of consoles uh, initially launched. So, um, looks like it's gonna be another head to head battle between PS five and Xbox One or whatever. Xbox names their next console, which I'm pretty interested in. I'm curious, what can they go to now? Hopefully they just get rid of the old Xbox One moniker. I don't, yeah, I don't know what they could really name it. Apparently they said they still currently as of today or, you know, as of this past week, they still don't have a name or haven't formulated a name yet or whatever. So, uh, interesting stuff. But uh, man, definitely a lot to, you know, decompress from the the Xbox briefing. But overall, I'd say they definitely hit a lot of great points. Um, They did have a lot of, you know, weird slow points or just what is this stuff like um, Gears Pop? Like who really wants Gears Pop? I don't know. But uh, I forgot they did also reveal the um, Elite Controller version 2, which has a lot of great improvements that I'm definitely going to get one. Um, it has a 40 hour battery, 40 hours, 40 hour rechargeable battery, um, uh, tension, tension uh, adjustment. So you can adjust the tension of the analog sticks. Um, you can charge through the uh, controller case, which is really cool. I think I'll definitely get a lot of use out of that. Um, but all in all, the uh, kind of the rubber grips have been um, increased and moved to all around the handles instead of just being strictly on the back. Um, there's also more texture on the triggers as well. Uh, but all in all, definitely great improvements. I thoroughly enjoyed the Elite controllers. Um, uh, previously, never really had any issues with them. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely gonna, uh, get the, uh, Elite, Elite version 2. I think it's gonna be coming out in November. And they did say, um, as well as gonna be four compatible, uh, with the next Xbox as well, which is really cool. Really great to hear. Uh, as well as, uh, previous Xbox controllers will also be compatible with the next Xbox. So that's good to know too. So, all in all, I'd say definitely a very, very impressive Xbox conference. I kind of want to give them some leeway in terms of, you know, a lot of the, the titles, excuse me, that were um, uh, leaked before the conference. I kind of just because of just the unfortunate nature of those, I think it would have led to a much more impressive conference as well. Uh, if we, you know, didn't know these these uh, games beforehand. So with all that being said, I would give the Xbox briefing a solid A. They didn't really have too many just atrocious decisions made or whatever. Uh, seemed to have a pretty decent pace and things like that. So, uh, yeah, I'd say I'd give it a solid A. Solid A in my book. They definitely did what they needed it to uh, to try to capitalize on uh, Sony not being um, at the in uh in attendance at the e free e free e free uh press conference this year so um 
Yes. So next uh, is the uh, Bethesda breathing, uh, breathing, breathing, briefing. Um, had some interesting tidbits um, that I was, uh, you know, interested in uh, cover on some of these. Uh, of course, um, Todd Howard came out and uh, he did. I think there was a lot of. Um, a lot of uh, kind of speculation if uh, Todd Howard would acknowledge Fallout 76 or just completely ignore it. Uh, but lo and behold, he did. He kind of at least acknowledged uh, the failure of Fallout 76. Uh, but outside of that, <laughs> no like apology for everything. So uh, take what you can get. So he at least acknowledged like, hey, Fallout 76. Uh, we kind of messed up on that. We've heard you. So what we're going to do, we're going to give you free DLC. So they're actually going to uh, supposedly add NPCs, uh, quest lines and uh, weapons and loot. So that's pretty cool. And there's also a second uh, DLC, um, which is a battle royale mode. Uh, it's called Nuclear Winter. So it's basically just a traditional uh, battle royale mode uh, for 52 players. So kind of, you know, you can kind of wrap your head around that specifically. So all of with all that being said, I am I'm probably going to try out Fallout 76 at some point. I just have this underlying guilt uh, for me to finish Fallout 4, uh, the DLC. I beat the main uh, story. So I know probably after I do that, I'll definitely at least check out Fallout 76 because I like a dumbass. I did uh, get Fallout 76 when it came out, but I never played it. So, <sighs> yeah, kind of feeling the burn on that one now, but it's not all bad. Hopefully they can turn the ship around. So at least they do are showing that they're not going to give up on Fallout 76 completely. And, uh, you know, who knows? It could have the great, you know, turnaround story like, uh, you know, some of the fail games that didn't really pick up that did have a great turnaround. Uh, Rainbow Six comes to mind. I can't think of any other ones, but, you know, it's definitely a possibility. Uh, no Man's Sky, you know, so. Um, next is, uh, uh, what's his name? How can I not for how can I not remember this legend? Uh, the greatness that is Shinji Mikami uh, came out on stage. I know people were expecting uh, Evil Within 3, but actually this is a genuine new title, uh, which is Ghostwire Tokyo. Uh, so it's supposedly going to be an action adventure game with a super supernatural and evil elements. And then they also revealed the, the new director is going to work on this game, which I forgot her name, but uh, she definitely stole the show. She stole the show. She stole the. She stole the. She stole the show, and she stole my heart. I'm forever in love with her now. Uh, that is Bay. She is Bay. She is Bay, and uh, I'll have it no other way. <laughs> uh, I forgot her name. I gotta find it because she definitely had a very star-studded event um, at E3 with her presentation she just had so much personality and she was so poppy you know so so poppy about it what is her let's go with do some quick research tango games tango game works 
and Ikumi Nakamura. Ikumi Nakamura. Um, yeah, she just she had so much bubbly personality. It was great. It was great. I was like, I don't care. I just want to buy this game because I love you. I love you. I love you, Nakamura. I love you so much. <laughs> but, uh, that's funny. But uh, yeah, so she was definitely a highlight of E3 for sure. I'm pretty sure a lot of people have her at the top there as well. But uh, at least from the trailer, show, 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 showed some interesting stuff. A lot of people just just getting naked, I guess, get, just getting taken and naked because everybody that got took their clothes is gone. So like, I don't know. There's something about people getting naked. Why they got to get naked? Why can't they just get taken with their clothes on? Is that so wrong? Why does it got to be so creepy? And like, why do their clothes got to be going to signify that they're going, I guess. But you can use some other iconography like, you know, their necklace or some ring or whatever. I don't know. Just stop taking people's clothes off when you take them. What is wrong with y'all? I mean, it's just I don't like it. I mean, and you got to do what you got to do, I guess. But <sighs> pet peeve i don't know a pet peeve i'm willing to subside for nakamura because i love her so much um she gonna direct this she gonna direct this game and i'm i'm a, I'm, I'm with her every every inch of the way i love you nakamura i love you so much so <laughs> uh moving on to that um i guess there is a rage 2 expansion it's going to be announced this year. Uh, Wolfenstein Youngblood. They showed a new trailer for that. Um, Doom Eternal. Uh, this definitely had the biggest, uh, I guess, attention in terms of the uh, or time spent at the announcement as well. So they showed uh, a lot of details, some gameplay. Um, they showed a new multiplayer mode, which is like kind of going to be like um, uh, Beast from Gears of War Judgment, if you're familiar with that, as well as uh, Left 4 Dead uh, 1 and 2, the versus mode where you play as the the enemies. Um, that's kind of going to be the angle for the new multiplayer mode. I, I don't think there's going to be, I believe they confirmed that there's no, going to be no traditional multiplayer. So that's cool by me. I mean, I've never really got doom uh the first doom for the multiplayer um and then when i did at least at the time i played which roughly last last year which i think everybody dropped off anyway um it wasn't nothing to write home about at least but nonetheless it was pretty cool i definitely enjoyed the, th the first one thoroughly played through it in its entirety and had a great time so definitely looking forward to doom eternal uh when that comes out Definitely be a nice mindless shooter that I'm all for. So, um, what else that is notable at the E at Bethesda specifically? Nothing else really stood out that comes to mind. Yeah, yeah. So I think uh, that will do it for the Bethesda Pest press conference. Uh, I would probably give this uh, a solid, solid B, B minus. Um, if Todd Howard apologized, probably would have bumped it up to a to a B plus. But you know, um, I don't mean to be petty like that. But you know, I am. <laughs> I did, but I digress. Um, so yeah, so. Moving on to the next press conference, which is Ubisoft. Uh, 
Uh, Ubisoft had a lot of great uh, delights, I'd say. Um, the first is uh, Watch Dogs Legion. So they definitely showed us a lot of information about the game. Uh, so the rumors were true in terms of the uh, kind of plot of the game that uh, the setting is in is in fact in London and that there are going to be multiple um, multiple protagonists or uh, people you can play as. So um, they are right. You can technically play as any, you know, NPC in the game from what they uh, the, the trailer and the interviews conveyed. So that's going to be interesting. So I guess how it works is that it is going to be permadeath as well in line with that. So, you know, if you're playing with somebody and you just die, you, you're dead. Um, and you can't take them back, at least from what we've seen there. So, hey, so you just got to move on life as if nothing happened. And uh, one of the best, <laughs> the best, most interesting moments of that game was that you uh, get to play these old assassins who are basically like look like little innocent grannies, but they can shoot the hell out of you. Uh, in the trailer, they showed this old granny, you know, just mind her own business. Uh, she pulled out this deagle. She was she's just doing a little strut and then came up to this police officer uh, and then just blew his brains out in broad daylight. If that ain't gangster, I don't know what is. OK. Just no respect. <laughs> she like, I don't care. I'm old as hell. I don't got nothing to, to live for. I'm going to shoot you out here in broad daylight. I want everybody to see this old lady embarrass your ass by putting this deagle in your brain. There you go. I hope you're happy with your life because it's gone because of this old lady. So, <laughs> oh, man. It was great, though. I definitely, definitely want to play as the old lady. I, I, that might be my main character. Shoot. Uh, how they made it seem, too, is that you can make these, like, unique clicks with, uh, you know, I guess if you just want a whole, you know, assassin group of grannies or this whole assassin group of, of hip-hop-based uh, kind of uh, similar to the main character from uh, Watch Dogs 2, Mark Marcus. I forgot his last name, but you can do that or you can do... Um, Pretty much other uh, brawlers like uh, like reminds me of the dude from uh, the Getaway Black Monday, the dude that was a boxer. So you can have a melee based guy. Uh, in the trailer, they showed this cool black girl that she can like. She had this like freaking John Wick arcs. That's probably the best way to describe it. it had all these CQ CQC based attacks using the guns and you know you know how they use the handguns and they put the put the handguns on their side and they shoot dudes and you know. Uh, grabbing elbows and shooting them in the in the armpits and stuff is crazy. It was it was ridiculous, but it was so great. So I definitely liked what I uh, saw for Watch Dogs Legion. It definitely encouraged me to get uh, Watch Dogs too. Uh, I did play the first Watch Dogs, uh, beaten and everything. Felt a bit burned from. Uh, it as a whole kind of reflecting back on it after playing it um you know that that was a definitely a prime prime example excuse me of a um a e3 trailer done too right that got us uh too hyped for a game where we were kind of somewhat uh semi disappointed afterward um i think i was kind of riding on those fumes like to get me throughout the whole game uh, only to be kind of, you know, after reflecting on the game afterwards, like, you know, eh, 
Y'all don't think maybe it wasn't that great, but all in all, I did have a great time with the game in general. But I hear Watch Dogs 2 is much greater or better as a game as a whole, but uh, I've yet to try it out. I'll eventually uh, get it and, uh, you know, try, play it before uh, um, Legion comes out, which I guess it's coming out this this. um. Oh, no, uh, it says it's going to come out uh, the 6th of March. 2020 so also gonna come out on google stadia so that's interesting which uh they showed a lot of these games too uh the new ghost recon uh which i guess that'll be my next point so they did show a little bit more information about ghost recon wild no ghost recon breakpoint um which basically has the main character which is um john bernthal which you know as a uh, shane from uh the walking dead um, as well as uh, the Punisher in the Netflix series. Um, definitely love his work. Uh, he's definitely a great pick for uh, the main antagonist of the game um, as well. So I guess there was a little bit of backstory in Ghost Recon Wildlands where they just added a DLC mission with him where he's on our team. And then I guess, you know, he went rogue. Now he's against us. He's got something to prove or, you know kind of along that basis uh but yeah i'm definitely interested i don't have any of the don't have ghost recon wildlands uh, this kind of interests me to kind of play it as well as uh try to check out that um sam fisher cameo um and see what all that's about that had uh michael ironside as the voice a voice work of that too so but uh interesting Oh, yeah, of course, I forgot. Uh, John Berthal himself came out to kind of, you know, explain a little bit more about the game as well as uh, bringing his. I'm not sure if that's his actual dog or just a dog that's going to be in the game. I think it was a bit of both. I think it's his actual dog um, and is going to be in the game. But he was cute as buttons. He was like, you know what? I'm just going to sit here. Let John talk. I'm just going to look cute. Get everybody, get everybody's attention. And win the ETH, one of the best of E3 awards just by doing nothing, which he, pro- he probably did, to be honest. Let's uh, let's not fool ourselves here. So, uh, but all in all, I'm definitely interested. I'll probably check it out and see uh, if some of my friends will play. Uh, if so, I'll probably end up eventually uh, getting it and trying it out too. Um, next, uh, Rainbow Six Quarantine. Uh, so this seems to be, it looked like at least initially it was going to be some add-on experience to the, the current game of Rainbow Six uh, Siege, but apparently this is going to be its own separate game where it's basically a tactical uh, three-player PvE co-op experience. I'm, a, I'm at least in my head guessing Terrace Hunt, but they, in terms of the trailer, they insinuated that was more so, it was more so, um, what, what am I looking for? More so, um, uh, zombies and like, kind of like, you know, undead enemies that you face. Um, and then it's gonna launch early 2020. So that's interesting. I'm uh, I'm I'm peaked in terms of interest, but uh yeah so um they did announce this new game called Roller Champions. It's kind of like a roller derby esque type game with a you know I guess um renewed spin on it. Um I did play the demo. Uh, it's it was pretty fun. It was pretty fun. I had a good time. Um there it's a currently an alpha on the for PC. So you do have a PC and you play, uh, you'll have access to it. So 
Um, they announced a spectator mode for For Honor. Um, sure. They also announced a new game in uh, event called uh, I think it's Shadows of the Hatokiri. I want to say, which I've yet to play. Um, tried playing it, but it seems like Ubisoft or For Honor servers were not liking me for whatever reason. But uh, at some point, maybe I'll try it out. Uh, they did announce you play plus, which is a subscription service, uh, 15 a month where you can, you know, get access to pretty much all of the Ubi, Ubisoft library, apparently over premium, a hundred games. And, and those games are the premium editions of the games, which basically will have all the DLC content available as well. So that is pretty cool. Um, they what what was interesting as well they had a new announcement for a new mobile game called tom clancy's elite squad which is basically a mobile game but i guess what made it worth worth mentioning here is that they did have sam fisher as a deal or um a character in the game in general which is interesting you know to kind of acknowledge and know that he's a character in the game or you know at least an ip that hasn't been forgotten even though it's still rumored that uh you know new uh splinter cell will be coming out but all in all um yeah um that's pretty much it um yeah that's pretty much all that at least was notable in my opinion for the ubisoft uh, briefing uh overall i kind of as a whole i would give it i would have to give it a c plus um actually no i give it a solid b uh for uh watchdogs legion um it definitely looks pretty cool um but you know as as the whole i know they got to just dances which never really interests me in a lot of stuff it doesn't particularly interest me but may interest some other folks um for me personally yeah just uh some some titles spoke to me but at least obviously not all which is understandable but in terms of uh, pacing as a whole, I'd say I give it a solid B. I uh, wasn't too disappointed with the games they showed. Would have liked to heard uh, from uh, the next Splinter Cell, but did not hear from that. So uh, that's insinuating to me that's probably going to be a next gen, next gen release. I would assume so. Uh, next, of course, uh, the Square Enix briefing. Definitely a lot to uh, divulge here. Probably the biggest, biggest thing out of this um, this briefing was the Final Fantasy VII Remaster um, uh, details. So, um, man. I'm very just very pleased with what they showed. So, you know, they show pretty much a little bit more in depth uh, of the of the gameplay of the mechanics. They show a little bit more information in terms of how everything is going to work. And I totally agree with it all. Um, it's kind of be a more of a real time thing. But you can also get kind of a feel of that. Um, a feel of the uh, what am I thinking of? old timey um or traditional turn-based uh kind of feel by you you can stop time anytime apparently and make decisions that you want so you kind of don't 
you know, get that stress of a real time game. But if you want to, you know, play either way, kind of get that option, which is, I think is really cool. Uh, they showed Sephiroth off a little bit more. They showed uh, they finally revealed Tifa. Um, all in all, I'm definitely very pleased. They showed a full length uh, boss fight with the um, uh, one of the weapons. I forgot its name, but the starting enemy in Midgar. They did say the game is going to span two discs just for Midgar alone. So um, apparently this game is still going to be like a episodic uh, release, but each game is going to be a full game in of its own. So very curious to see how those dynamics is going to play out. They, apparently they don't know how that's going to play out in general. So uh, mm, who knows, but. At least we'll get Midgar for the time for the foreseeable future. Uh, then, well, who knows when the game will finally be complete. But I'm totally fine with this. If this is what it takes to actually, you know, uh, get a Final Fantasy VII remake out, I'm totally for it. And if, either way, if, as long as it, as long as they release it, um, take your time to perfect this. I don't have no issue with it personally. So but definitely pleased with uh, what they showed. And they also revealed the release date, which they did show at the um, Final Fantasy VII concert, which I went to this past Sunday, uh, which they revealed to us first before technically revealing it to the public, uh, which is really great because a lot of us were rumoring like, uh, are they going to re- reveal the release date? Are they going to give us any more demos or, you know, trailers? And they totally did. And it was a great time. I was heavily pleased with what they did show so totally pleased with what i saw there uh next uh, at least the notable uh announcement was final fantasy um eight was uh revealed to be uh announced um the remastered so i know this is like was going to be is it's supposedly in a lot of development well not development more so not development but um what am i thinking of not development but um license in hell it seemed like that was the biggest thing that was tying it up but i guess they somehow some way figured everything out so now this is actually gonna actually come out to pc xbox one ps4 and switch so that's great news i've never played final fantasy 8 or pretty much any <laughs> ironically any other one except seven uh but yeah this definitely is interesting for me to play eventually at some point um yeah so there is that and they also showed um marvel's avengers which uh in my opinion was pretty interesting i liked what they showed uh wasn't anything i guess to write home about they didn't show any gameplay specifically but they did give us a better concept of uh the kind of the plot of the story and everything and all that um none of the characters from the marvel uh the the marvel movie universe will be in the game so all the characters will directly be original of themselves so that's interesting i guess i mean it's gonna take a a lot to get used to you know hearing troy baker and nolan north voice you know iron man and um iron man and uh the hulk uh but i think after we play it and get used to it i think it'll be you know uh just like just like any any i guess thing i don't know uh 
Only time will tell. But I, I, I have confidence this is going to be a great game, especially, you know, being under the moniker of Marvel in general. So, um, outside of that, that's at least the only things that really stood out to me. Uh, but just based off of uh, Final Fantasy VII alone, I'm going to have to give the Square Innings briefing a A+. Plus. Actually, no, I give it an A minus. If we got a demo, a playable demo that we could play at home, I would have given it an A plus. But uh, based off that alone, A minus. Definitely very pleased with what they showed for sure. Uh, at least for the games that interested me. So uh, next, June 11th, the Nintendo Direct. Good God, so much great things in this announcement. Um, or this direct in general, um, some great things that were announced in this direct. Uh, first, um, for me specifically, um, no more heroes three. We did it, guys. We bought Travis Strikes Strikes again in hopes of getting no more heroes three, and we succeeded. Thank God. So, uh, got a reveal trailer. It's gonna be coming out in 2020. Um, looking very, very much forward to it. I'm curious how they're going to handle, um, having the game control, excuse me, like, like it did in the Wii games. And, uh, you know, hopefully we get a port of one and two at some point before this comes out or even after, um, that's kind of, I guess, yes, yet to be known, but you know, maybe as we go further and everything, we'll probably get a reveal, maybe possibly a Tokyo game show. Who knows? That would seem to be the perfect opportunity to do so, I would assume. But definitely pleased that it's going to be announced. And it said that it's going to be just like one, two and three. I didn't per- personally uh, enjoy Trevor Strikes again that much, but I did have a good time what I played. I did like the um, interactive um, um, novel aspect of it that uh you know provided some backstory for what is going to be no more heroes 3 so that was cool um resident evil 5 and 6 I, they that was such a weird decision it had to have been some issue with making the trailer that like they didn't have enough time to revise or something like that but it was such a weird premise <coughs> so they had they had it start out with the person playing these two people, a guy and girl in this haunted house playing Resident Evil 1, um, Resident Evil 1 remake. And then basically that that's what they did entirely of the trailer. Then after that, um, they revealed. What did they reveal? They revealed. Um, they revealed that, oh, yeah, uh, Resident Evil 5 and 6 are coming to the switch this fall like oh okay why didn't you just show us five and six already it just felt like a waste of time that they it seemed like it was some issue that they must have did or had or ran into before you know revealing the thing it seemed like that maybe maybe they were possibly going to reveal a new resident evil or something but i don't know that was just such a weird trailer how they presented it I don't know what the intention was there. Uh, Panzer Dragoon remake was announced. That's going to be interesting. I've not really played the Panzer Dragoon games, but I just might. I just might with this remake. Who knows? Uh, Contra Rogue Core was announced. Uh, man, um, like a lot of people are saying, this trailer does look pretty damn ugly. Um, but I would I hope the gameplay might make up for it or trade off or, you know, may, may take place of that. But we'll only see. Or find out 
some extent soon. Um, a new Animal Crossings, New Horizons, um, finally got a title and a launch. I guess it's pushed back even further than its intended date. Uh, so it's going to be coming out in March 20th in 2020. So there you go. Um, what else? They revealed uh, the first Smash, another DLC character for Smash, which is the Dragon Quest uh, character. I don't, I'm not familiar with Dragon Quest, so I can't really, I guess, put my two cents on that specifically. Um, then, of course, probably the biggest news story um, of it of it all uh, was Banjo Kazooie joining smash this fall dreams have come true um phil spencer of xbox i'm assuming had to have uh you know really played nice with uh microsoft i mean nintendo to actually give uh uh rare um or you know work out the licensing for uh nintendo to get this character to come back uh for those that don't know um microsoft purchase rare which basically has the license for banjo kazooie i think conquer and some of the other characters that was basically in the nintendo lore if you will um that you know uh were with like donkey kong and some other characters so uh was pretty pretty a uh, good sign of things to come in terms of you know the uh partnership um and friendship with nintendo and microsoft in general so hopefully this leads to you know new interesting releases i'm guessing uh going by the previous announcements where square enix has revealed um you know cloud for smash as well as the dragon quest characters which are with square enix as well I'm guessing maybe Nintendo might double dip as well, where, you know, this it this cause does kind of invite the idea that there could be a, um, you know, maybe Master Chief or um, uh, who else? Minecraft, um, you know, and Smash. So that's kind of interesting. I personally wouldn't want those two characters, but I can. Well, OK, I'll say I, I would like Master Chief. He'd be pretty cool. I'd like to play him. Uh, not as much as a Minecraft guy or Steve, the Minecraft guy. I don't know the official term, but, um, but yeah, cool announcement and cool kind of precedent for possible announcements of characters to come for sure. Uh, so you definitely get a good gauge of, you know, with Joker from Persona 5, as well as, uh, you know, the Dragon Quest and, um, Banjo Kazooie of all people that people thought would not be true. Uh, it's definitely a great announcement overall. So, um, definitely you get a good impression of, uh, the moniker of, you know, characters that they could potentially, uh, add as DLC for smash. So, but man, this roster is going to be looking great. I tell you what, man, the biggest roster ever on top of adding even more DLC characters. This is great. This is great. This is a great, great time to be a gamer. I, I will, I will honestly say so. Um, yeah, um, personally, I really would like Travis touchdown, uh, to be in smash. I think, uh, it could be possible if enough people want it, um, probably maybe closer to 2020 or somewhat closer, maybe alongside the announcements of norm, no more heroes one and two. Uh, that would be pretty damn cool. I de definitely would like to see it. Um, but we'll see. Um, but yeah. 
so that was pretty cool oh also just out of nowhere uh witcher 3 complete edition on switch was announced uh includes all the dlc and on top of that all of it's included on the actual card itself that is that is impressive because you know um a lot of games uh, at least a lot of bigger games that are on you know traditional consoles uh generally have to um download extra dlc or or some content that isn't on the disc that needs to be <coughs> in order to play the game so for all this content especially a game as big and like ambitious as the witcher 3 to actually be on the switch is pretty damn impressive i'd say i don't know what wizard wizardry or programming they they managed to do to fit everything all into one small cart like that but hey anything's possible anything's possible apparently um da, 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 da. Uh, Luigi's Mansion 3, that looked pretty interesting. I had never really played the first two, so I may actually jump in on this one or I'll try the previous ones out at some point. Um, so I'm definitely interested in that. Uh, and then probably the other biggest news uh, for the Nintendo Direct that they ended with was the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild sequel announced that they confirmed that it is in development. So... There was a lot of speculation in terms of if this was still in development or if what the next Zelda would be, if it would be as equal to Breath of the Wild or what or not. Um, but it's pretty cool that this is going to be. And it seems like they primarily are using the, the previous engine that was made for the first one. So uh, I definitely see a lot of the same assets and stuff being used for that. So um pretty cool nonetheless you can see it seems to be hitting at a much darker tone than the first one or like uh, any zelda in general which is going to be pretty fascinating still gotta beat the first one but at some point damn it i'm gonna do it i swear i swear i will so um yeah so overall for nintendo direct i'd have to give it a solid solid b plus um, no More Heroes 3 announcement really did it for me. Uh, would have liked to have had him confirm for um, Smash as a character or um, get the uh, original one, No More Heroes 1 and 2 ported to Switch as well. But uh, hey, can't can't be moving stuff too fast. But from the announcements I, I did get, um, I'm pretty satisfied. So yeah, I'd give it a solid B um, in terms of the announcement overall. And that uh, pretty much wraps it up for uh, the whole E3 as a whole. Pretty much everything is said and done now. Um, oh, let's let's uh, let's uh, let's address let's address this atrociousness of uh, what was revealed. I think Wednesday after E3 or maybe Tuesday. I forgot. But apparently, you know, Konami made it seem like they had a special quote mark special announcement. Um, so, you know, they're like, OK, all right, special announcement. What could this be? Hmm. Uh, so, you know, they they came on the floor. They uh, they said we're very excited. Blah, blah, blah. OK. All right. Got my got my attention. What did they fucking show? What 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 type of bull do they freaking show? They show uh, a PC Engine Mini and I think a, a Turbo Graphics Mini. So apparently, I guess they have the rights to do that now. So they're gonna make uh, mini consoles 
uh, for those two. Like, what? Why? Uh, my biggest issue with this announcement is that it didn't even deserve an announcement. You don't you don't get everybody's attention that pre- previously, you know, Konami, you're obviously on a lot of people's bad side, I would assume. With, you know, um, pulling out uh, a special announcement to only reveal this piece of f- come on. This, this is ridiculous. Oh, my God. That 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 just that that had me heated for a second. It's one thing if you just release it in passing or as you know, uh as E three's going on or whatever, but don't don't get all of our attention ready for this. Like we thinking like Metal Gear Solid remake, Metal Metal Gear Solid collection or something. I say the best case scenario you could do is do a Metal Gear Solid collection for all the current gen consoles. That would at least been a somewhat of a goodwill, not really hindering on co- Kojima's like production or, you know, work, but just, you know, porting these great games to another, you know, avenue for people to who have it, who probably probably missed out on it to uh, out on the uh, on the games previously on another platform to enjoy it on current platform. So such a horrible, atrocious method of an announcement like you're Konami. You have no business just clearing a line to make it a, a, a dumb announcement uh, as that getting our hopes up for no reason. Stop it. You stop it right now. It's ridiculous. This, this is stupid. Had me heated. I'm sorry. It was just it was ridiculous. But I digress. So uh had to get it off my chest. That was just that was such an uh, that was such an offensive move, I swear to god. Um other than that, uh they did at least there's somewhat of a confirmation that E three is gonna be gonna be next year. Is that uh, you know, uh, I guess uh after every E three you get they have a banner when you go out that uh E three um will be coming back twenty twenty. So we did get confirmation that E three is coming back in the year twenty twenty. Um which man who E three or twenty twenty in general is gonna be a ridiculous year, uh, ridiculous year, ridiculous year overall for sure. Because I mean, you're gonna have Final Fantasy. Oh god, pretty much almost everything they announced at all these directs are gonna be coming out in twenty twenty. So it's gonna be a ridiculous year overall. This is probably gonna be the uh the year I'm definitely gonna at least. Um, attend E3, um, which I've yet to. I was gonna try to come this year, but it seemed like uh, none of the announcements gonna be really worth it. And you know how ridiculous the lines are for E3 in general to even play a game. Eh, I'm okay. So um, at least uh, I think next year will probably be the best year to do that. So definitely looking forward to it. Looking forward to next year E3. <laughs> This year as a whole, it's pretty understandable. This is on the cusp of, you know, the next generation of games as a whole. So, I mean, I could totally give, uh, you know, everybody some slack in that. Uh, with that being said, we still did get a fair, wealthy amount of announcements, too. So it wasn't all bad um, as well. But all in all, definitely very pleased with uh, the announcements of uh, E3 for sure. Um, yeah, man, it was a great t- E3 is always great, and uh, at least there's always something great to find in these. Um, yeah, man, this, this is great overall. It was really great. So, <sighs> another E3 down. 
2020 next. And I'm very, very excited for the next year and what that's going to hold. So, uh, but yeah, all in all, guys, that's pretty much going to do it for Switches podcast, Switches, Switches Sites podcast. I believe this is episode nine. Um, yeah, man, uh, do some quick housekeeping. Um, of course, uh, you can check me out on twitch tv slash a switch uh just finally started uh with all the hype i have uh, a mass with a no more heroes 3 announcement i am playing no more heroes 1 plan uh play no more heroes 2 as well uh so you could check me out on twitch tv slash a switch check out some of that um also check me out on youtube.com slash a switch i swear to god i'm gonna i'm gonna do it Y'all, y'all keep playing with me. I'm gonna, I'm going, I'm going to upload a video at some point. Just watch and just wait. Uh, you can also uh, support me on uh, patreon.com slash aswitch as well. Uh, I, I Again, I plan to put some content out there too. Just wait on it. Wait on it. Okay, wait on it. <laughs> All right. And again, of course, uh, feel free to, you know, rate, uh, like, um, kiss. I don't, uh, can you kiss on, on, on Spotify or iTunes or, or, uh, Google? Please kiss me, please. I don't mean to sound like that, but, you know, spread the word on the Switch of Sites podcast so, uh, you know, I can get some get some support to keep this show running like a well-oiled engine that could no thomas the engine okay wait on it <laughs> all right all right let me let me stop tripping uh till next time guys oh yeah